Land Conquest. Potential contract pitfalls. Always verify what your agent or broker tells you about the offer. Look for seller concessions that are outside of the norm. Example, seller to pay $8,000 of buyer closing costs. I doubt you would want to pay that in most situations. First of all, ensure the buyer commits an ample earnest money deposit to show that they're serious. The standard amount varies per area. Typically, you'll see about 1% of the purchase price. But like I said, that varies from area to area. What you don't want to agree to is a contract that has no earnest money deposit or something very, very minimal, like $100 or $250, something like that. I've accepted contracts like that in the past, and nine times out of 10, those buyers never perform. Like if they don't have enough money to actually put, say, $500 or $1,000 down as an earnest money deposit, then uh, you're probably going to have problems when it comes time to closing. Also, a thing uh, to be aware of is the due diligence period. This is how long the buyer has to investigate the property. Sometimes they will say they will ask for a due diligence period till the close of the contract. Sometimes it will be standard boilerplate type situation, like 17 days or something like that. So just be aware of that. Uh, check boxes. You know, always, always want to look at those check boxes. Could be, you know, one of those check boxes could determine, you know, closing costs for you as a seller. Seller pays for surveys, perk tests, septic permits, etc. You know, you may agree to pay for these types of things if you want, but just be aware that um, that those contracts and those check boxes could cost you a lot of money if you're if you're not paying attention to those. Also, one thing to be aware of is long closing timelines. I typically try to shorten these things up as quick as I can. You know, we'll, we'll like to close in, say, 14 or, or even uh, 30 days, but I don't like to have contracts that go, you know, past 45 days, 60 days. I mean, I'll do it sometimes, but I don't enjoy it. And the longer these closing timeframes go, believe me, uh, the more problems that can arise. And it seems like a lot, anytime we get into a lo longer closing time frame situation, uh, there's a good chance that that deal won't make it to the finish line. And then also some unreasonable contingency. Sometimes there's all kinds of strange things that get thrown into these contracts. So just really be aware of those types of things. Now, the other thing that I like to always make sure of is how is the buyer going to pay for the property? If it's a cash offer, ask for proof of funds. Typically, the, a professional agent will send that over with their offer. So you see, you know, like maybe a copy of a bank statement with, you know, the redacted account information or something like that. But it's good if they are going to be paying cash that you want to know you have at least to have a little bit of insurance that they actually have the money to, to buy it. If it's a finance offer, ask for a pre-approval or pre-qualification letter from their lender. Now, you're probably not going to be asking for these things yourself from the buyer's agent, but you're going to be communicating that with your listing agent that you want to see a pre-qualification letter from their lender before you sign the contract. It's, it's very good practice because a lot of people, a lot of buyers will say, oh, I'm going to get a loan to pay the, pay for this, but they haven't even talked to anyone about a loan. Who knows if they're, they're qualified or if there's any type of loan product that they can get for it. So uh, that's why you want to have that. Now, if the offer states that they are getting a loan, but they haven't talked to that lender, do not sign it until they provide some sort of documentation. I've been down this road before where I kind of overlooked that and uh, we signed the contract. And a week later, get an email that says, hey, the buyer didn't qualify for the loan. So obviously just wasted a week of time on the market. 
then you have to put it on the market and then other people think there's something wrong with the property when in reality the buyer just can't get a loan. Also sale contingency. This is when the offer is contingent on the buyer completing the sale of another property they own. There are really a lot of moving pieces with a contingent offer. I typically don't like to do them at all, but sometimes you'd have little options and sometimes you have to roll the dice and just go with one of these situations. But um, here are some of the questions that we ask the, uh, we have the listing agent at communicate with the buyer's agent. We try to find out what is really the deal with this contingent sale that they've got going on. So basically what's happening is that the buyer is putting an offer on your piece of land, but it's contingent, meaning they can't complete your purchase unless they sell their home or another piece of land that hopefully they've got under contract to sell. So these are kind of the questions that we ask. Is the property being sold under contract? Uh, when is it closing? Is it past the inspection period? Is the buyer of their property getting a loan? Is the buyer of their property contingent as well? Uh, so you can end up being a whole chain of these contingent transactions. And then the, they get more and more complex. And when that happens, uh, they're really, really unlikely to happen. So my rule of thumb in dealing with these situations is only accept a sale contingency offer when I have limited activity and really limited choices as far as a buyer goes. Uh, one thing I always make sure of, though, is that the buyer's property is under contract already. You don't want a situation where they've just got the property listed on the market. Um, they're trying to lock up your property, but they don't have their sale locked up. Also, you want to make sure that they're under contract and their buyer is past the inspection period. Could be two weeks, could be 17 days, could be anything, really. But you want to make sure that their buyer is committed and is actually going through with the purchase, not still investigating the property and, and, and who knows. Um, and then also, the buyer of their property does not have contingency on their sale, meaning that would be kind of a daisy chain situation. So the buyer on their property is also contingent. They've got a property they're selling and who knows what the story on that is. So in situations like that, it's, it's rare that it's actually going to close like it should. So those are the kind of things that I just make sure of before I accept any sort of contingent offer. Other contingencies that are sometimes in the contracts. Soil inspection. This would be something like uh, for a perk test generally. So they may be, it may be contingent upon a positive soil inspection. A property inspection. This is typical boilerplate stuff that's written into a contract but they could have some sort of specific property inspection noted in the offer. Building feasibility. This gets a little bit more complex. They may want to be assured that the property is buildable. And depending on the area or depending on what the situation is, that could be a very extensive ask. So I would definitely be cautious about agreeing to that type of contingency. Zoning changes. Um, this is obviously going farther down that road. So they may write an offer contingent upon them being able to change the zoning. I would be very cautious about signing anything like that. And unless you have very limited options as, as uh, for selling the property, because generally zoning changes take quite a bit of time and it's a toss up whether they're actually going to get done or not. And then another contingency, which is really common, is a financing contingency. Anytime there is a uh, buyer is getting a loan for the property, it's typical to have a financing contingency. 
Um, then also the other one could be permits being issued, things like a septic permit, a well permit, driveway permit, building permits, etc. So these could be all types of contingencies that are involved. And you, have, you want to evaluate each one and see if it's likely or how long it'll take, any of these types of things that, that could potentially complicate the deal. 